Greeting you with the holy words, peace. Peace be multiplied. It's uh, good to see some of our live stream people in here. Greg, Melissa from Florida, good to see you. Wave at me so they'll know who you are. Raise your hand up. Yeah, good to see you. They watch us every Sunday. I'm feeling like a star. I folks come up all over the country because I know they come to see me. All right. This is going to be a teaching lesson. There's one th Jesus never, you know, I hear preachers sometimes say, man, that was a deep message. That was deep. There's nothing deep about Jesus' message. There's very common sense messages. And those messages that he taught is easier to understand. And so there's certain words that Jesus used that, that affect our lives. Like when we say love, you know, Jesus used the word love a lot. And uh, uh, just, just other kind of words, but there's a word that he uses that we don't use enough or we don't really understand the real true meaning of it because we don't have those kind of people in our lives or we haven't been those people. And you know what that word is? Friend. Most people don't know what the word friend means and how deep that word friend is. Matter of fact, we don't teach our children really what that word friend means. You know, and remember when you were young, you would go to school the first uh, day of school and you would go home and tell your parents, I met a lot of new friends. Remember that? And, and uh, then later on, those new friends became bullies. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? And then those kids' hearts were broken because you didn't tell them that when they sat down and said friends, no, they're not your friends yet. They're your associates because there's a whole lot of meaning behind a friend. Friends are totally different. Than, you can be in a church and have church members and not be friends, right? You understand that? And then there are people, it's just exciting for me today that, you know, it just happens to be a day when a lot of people came out and, you know, uh, that I've known and came in here and are still 30, 20, 30 years later, there's, I'm still a pastor to, Sarah calls me pastor. Uh, Selena calls me pops. And Dion's not here, is she? She calls me coach. She always calls me coach. And so I try to tell coaches sometimes, you're not doing your job. They don't need a coach. Might need a pastor. Might need a friend. You see? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So today we want to talk about something, and I'm going to go really slow because this really bothers me. The air conditions were off uh, last week. You know, it was hot in here, but you all uh, weren't hot because you saw your pastor moving, and you couldn't, you know, you said, well, I can't say nothing because he's up here doing his, doing his gig. But someone called Isaac and said, I don't want pastor to know. And when you do that with Isaac, he does exactly that. And they said, well, we're giving you, I'm giving you $1,000 to get the air condition fixed. That's a friend. You know, can I be me? Don't say amen. Put some Duncans in that thing back there. <laughs> Whoever said it the loudest, put the most money in there, DJ. But <laughs> yeah. But, really, but, but that's, that's a friend. That's somebody, because some people, when they do something, they want you to know they've done it. 
that's a me person. I call it the I people, the me people. Right. But that's a friend, it's someone, I don't know who it is, that for pastor, I want him to have this, but I want him to know that. And that's what we talk about friends. And so when, when I want to get this straight today because some of us, you know, quit, quit saying that you're a friend and you don't know what a friend is. You see, doing uh, COVID and doing all of these other different situations, they tell me that, uh, let's go with politics. How can you vote for Trump and you vote for Biden and y'all argue and, and miss your friendship because of that foolishness? You know that either one of them care that much about you, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? You lose, people fall out behind foolishness, silly stuff. Getting mad at each other over silly stuff. Why a true friend loves to hear somebody else's opinion. Friends disagree, but they're not disagreeable. You see, does that make sense? And so we, you know, when, and, and if, if we would get up here and saying, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Everybody stand up, yes. But if we're, going to, we're going to ask you something else here pretty soon. You know, Jesus said his, well, you can go ahead and read it if you like. He said in John 15, 15, henceforth, I call you not servants. So just, this is what Jesus says. I'm not going to call you servants. He's talking to us. All right. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, mm -hmm. but I have called you friends. Now that's deep. Jesus says, he wants a friend relationship with us. All right. All right. Not servants, but friends. Yeah. All right, here we go. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. All right. So a good friend has something that they've get, gained, is willing to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, everything that I know of the Father, I'm your friend. I'm going to give it to you. Right. Are you with me? Keep going. In John 15 and 13, it says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He's setting things up for the crucifixion, but he's setting things up for me. Do you all know that when you say greater has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends, my last thing that I ever wanted to be was a pastor. I didn't even like him. That's the last thing. And I told God that I was never going to be a pastor because I didn't want to be, deal with a bunch of folks. <laughs> because, yeah, isn't that true, Sister Grant? And so, you know, we was in an all-black church then, so you know what I said, right? All right. Yeah, yeah, I told him that. Because I ain't trying to do all that. No, I told God that, and, and, and you know that's why He chose me. Because I'm bold enough to say something like that, then I'd be bold enough when I got transferred over to say other things. Amen to that. Because some of you looking at me like you. Yeah, so I told Him that, because uh, that's too much for me. Because how um, I, that what that means is He's telling me to lay down my life. He ain't talking physically. <laughs> lay down my life. Lay down all my ambitions and preach the gospel. And that didn't sound very, no, that just didn't sound like enough of me. You mean you want me to 
to lay down this wonderful, beautiful life that I'm living. Doing what I get ready, how I get ready. Smoking my weed. Running the ladies. You know, I had a little money in my pocket. You know, you want me to lay that down and go over here and tell these people about Jesus. I was not excited. I was, no, that's the truth. I was not excited. And sister, you all don't know it. I quit the ministry three times. Isn't that right, sister? I quit three times. And then there's a thing about God. I won't tell you what happened, but I almost lost my life. And then I kind of heard something. I don't know what it was. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, if you don't do this. Some of us, yes. Because, see, I mean, laying down your life is tough. And you all are looking at me. Well, it's the same thing. Once you become a servant and worship God, you're going to lay down your life to do things for other people. And there's some things that you have in mind that you want to do, but God has called you to do something else. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? And so some of you in here are not... You can have a lot of money and have a good job, but you're not, there's something empty inside you. And the reason that something's empty inside you, God has called you to do something, but to do that, you got to lay down your life. You see? You understand? But see, Pastor Fields was always a smart guy. You see, I I had a shotgun wedding. That was the shotgun. <laughs> Sister Green said, you marrying me or this thing's over? Is that true? Because I was smarter than all you all that went in here and got all these divorces while you're laughing. I, because when I read them vows, you, know, you got to be out of your mind. You want me to do what? Lay down my life for this institution called marriage. Well, it got quiet in here then, didn't it? <laughs> because, but nobody tells, yeah, that's what, you, to death do us part. In sickness and health, for richer and poor, you have to do that. You have to lay down your life. As a Christian, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. So you like last week better, though, because that was just kind of fun, right? <laughs> but this is not fun. Because there are many of you sitting in here, the one thing that bothers, since nobody's with me, one thing that bothers me is I can't think of the lady that's named some of you know that when someone has a homicide, she goes to those people's house. What's her name? It always bothers me, and when I see those things, and it's, it's always women. And we're asking our women, men, to lay down theirs. And they have to because we're not what we're supposed to be. That's right. It's true. Okay. Then he tells us in verse 14, ye are my friends. Here's what he says. If, here, wait a minute here. What's that, what that word you just said? If you do whatever I command you. So he's telling you, 
you know, we, we want to sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. But can Jesus sing, what a friend I have in you? Come on. Come on. There's the key. Could Jesus sing, what a friend I have in you? And you want to be his friend, then you got to keep his commandments. That's right. And if you're going to keep his commandments, you're going to have to lay down your life sometimes in areas that you are not familiar with. You understand? Yeah. Are y'all with me? Because yeah. we want a church that's not phony. Come on. No little eyes, big U's, no big U's, little eyes. Jesus Christ laid his life down for us. Then we had to do the same thing for others. That's right. It's not literally die, but to go out of our way. Yeah. All right. Because I, don't you like your lifestyle sometimes? And some of you that have been saved know that, that lifestyle was good. And God said, lay that down. I want you to lay that life down and get over here. It won't make as much money. You won't be very popular. But you'll make me smile. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Then we're told in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. And this is what you got to tell your children. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. When somebody tells me that they don't have any friends, they already let me know. That's on you. You don't show yourself friendly. You see? I don't like the way we're dividing up this country. Everybody's going to be set, this group, this group, this group. But if I am so blessed to have friends in every group. There ain't no, ain't no group that I don't have a friend. Yeah, and I've been close to it, and they'll tell you that. Because I had to lay down my life. Then when I laid down my life, I had to lay down all my opinions, and I don't have no choice because they're all God's children. That's right. All right? Goes on to say, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Took that family thing out, didn't he? There's some friends, and I say it all the time, and, and it upsets my family. I don't care, but I ain't talking about my kids, my kids, I'm talking about you can't choose you, you can't choose your relatives, but you can choose your friends. That's just a fact. I say family. Does anybody in here got somebody that would stick closer to them than a brother or a sister? Amen. That's a friend. You know, sometimes I say things and it's controversial, but you know, we could have learned that from the gangs. That's right. You go over there and mess with a crib. That's right. And you got problems. Because they, they take care of each other. That's right. You can come to church and get brutally talked about. Not in here, because I don't do that. Because if you call me or Sister Gwen about something, we said, no, let's first of all talk about you. And that stops that, 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 stops that thing right up front. You understand what I'm saying? Nothing's happening here, but nothing's going to happen in here. Because our doors are open to people. And we put our opinions aside. Unless you want to go to Calvary. He'd done that for them. We here to help people and to befriend people. That's a Christian. 
All right. In Proverbs 17 and 17, it says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. We've done that twice. And again, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Do you have that somebody in here stick closer to you than a brother? Maybe because you're not showing yourself friendly. It's very important. Okay. You don't have it, but let's look at the word friend. Okay, I don't have it. Right. Well, the definition of a friend is one attached to another by affection or esteem. And that means that we Christians, we hooked up together. We're in this together. That's what, that's what a team is. They're together. We're in this thing together. The worst thing that ever happened to us is called religion. Religion is man's way to reach God, but God's way for man to reach him is faith. That's right. We need to just take all that stuff down. Take it all down. I'm this and that. You can ask somebody, and I do it because, you know, I joke with people all the time. I say, what are you? You know, Baptist, what is that? Methodist, what is that? Pentecostal, what is that? What are we? Non-denominational, what is that? Sound Show it to me in here. Show it to me in here. We believers in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen, Amen to that. All right. Yeah. And we don't need somebody to put rules on us. Because there's so many rules. There's enough rules in here. But you don't need nobody else to put nothing else on you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can't even live up to this. I don't need somebody else to have a church doctrine <laughs> up here because this is tough. Come on. You see what I'm saying? And we're all in this together. That's right. You love me? Yeah. And you'll find yourself in here. That's right. From the pulpit all the way back, you in here. That's right. You understand? You know what I tell? I, you, I don't joke when I say this. I say, I'm saved, y'all, right. but I ain't safe. Amen. It keeps me safe. I've got to stay in this book. All right? That's right. Am I doing all right? Yeah. Not like last week, because I was jumping around and feeling good. Yeah, but, but we want to do it. We want to make sure that Christ Temple North is noted for a church of believers. That nobody has to be shamed to come in here. Nobody gets blamed with a condition to come in here, because you can't change anybody. Right. Y'all know who Cher is, right? You older folks know Cher. Cher I was a Cher fan. For years, right? Good actor, good singer. She says, I, I use her statement all the time. Somebody says something to me, who died and left you king? You see, are we in this together? Amen. Then that means we got to love one another and we got to show ourselves friendly. You see, sometimes the worst place you can go is church. Not in here. We're going to show ourselves friendly. All right. Jesus talked about being a friend in Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. And we're going to, we're going to do it a little different. I'm going to talk about that, then we'll get down here. He's, he used the Lord's Prayer up front. And I don't want to deal with that, because you all know what the Lord's Prayer is. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit. And it came in the past. Uh, the, the disciples was asking Jesus, how should we pray? And Jesus says, when ye pray. Ye pray, our Father, which art in heaven. And so I don't call it the Lord's Prayer. That's something, man. I call it 
the disciples' prayer. That's right. And I'm really right. Yeah. That's right. Because the disciples went to him and asked him, how should we pray? And he said, when ye pray. But, you know, we do stuff and we put that up there and call it the Lord's Prayer. And we should call it disciples' prayer or call it Christian's prayer. That's right. All right? And if you really want the Lord's Prayer, try John 17. All right? It will help you out there. So he's really telling them about the Lord's, uh, 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 this prayer, how they should pray. But I don't want to deal with that. I want to ask you, he's using something here that I want you to think about. And he says unto them, verse 5, mm -hmm. which of you shall have a friend? Now, now listen to this. He said, which of you should have a friend? And he's asking them, maybe you don't, but which of you should have a friend? And I can do this this morning. Which would you that has a friend, okay? And shall go to him at midnight. That you can go at the darkest time in your life. Let me come down here and talk to you. Which of you has a friend that you can go to at midnight? Now, people want to get into that, you know, because we think we have to do that. What a friend we have Jesus. No, sometimes I need somebody. I need another person. And he's using this parable because he's saying, which one of you have a friend that you could go through at midnight? I'm asking y'all that. Do you have a friend that you could go through at midnight? I'll just help you out with it. With one of the darkest time in your life. Because they're going, I don't care who you are. There's going to be some dark times in your life. Do you have a friend that you can call at any time? Some think about when you're hurting. One of the things that hurts us is that we, well, I don't want to bother anybody. And you're going to, no. You ought to be somebody you can bother. You ought to have a friend at midnight. And some of you are looking at me because you had good lights. But wait, it's coming. Midnight's will come in your life sooner or later. Right? right? Yeah. right. But the issue is, which one of you has a friend that you can go to at midnight? All right. All right. All right? And he says, and say unto them, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. And so he's telling this parable. He's, it's a parable that's great. He says, he's, friend, give me three loaves of bread. Which one of you, now, none of y'all would do this. It's happening in my lifetime. Could go to somebody and call them at midnight and say, uh, man, I'm down here. Right. Right. Everybody knew why I was coming. All y'all that got in trouble knew he was going to say, right. I need to get bonded out down here, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Which one of you all had a friend? If you were in trouble, you could call. Or you're sick. Mm -hmm. And you could call them. Because you need something. He uses bread, but it could be anything. Right. It could be advice. All right. It could just be somebody who wants want you to listen. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, do you have a friend that you could go when you're lacking, that you go and ask them for what you need? All right. You have that. Okay. You can tell about what a friend I have in Jesus, and you'll starve. Well... No, you're supposed to have somebody in the body of Christ that will help you when you need. Now, this is a good friend. This is just the first part of it. Next he goes part. on to say, for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, well, and I have nothing to set before him. But this friend didn't have what his friend or her friend needed. What would you do? Well, man, I ain't got it. I can't help you, man. That's what most of us would do. 
But a real true friend, what would a real true friend do? Right. Here's what a real true friend would do. He went to another person's house. He went to somebody else's house. Am I getting ahead of myself? I can do that, can I? It's all right. You see? He said in verse 7, And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. Let me do My it. children are with me in bed. Man, you know what time it is. Right. Been calling me at this time of night. You lost your mind. We up here, we in here sleeping. I just fell asleep. Most folks would do that. But my friend's in need. She's in need. And I love her. And I can't give her what she's lacking. And I'm hurt because I can't. What am I going to do? And then my friend is telling me he's sleeping. She sleep. What does he do? Well, first he said, I cannot rise and give thee. But I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. He won't do it because he's friend. But guess what he's going to do? Yeah, keep, he's going to keep it. Remember that song, keep it knocking, but you can't come in? <laughs> he's going to keep what? Until he gets what she needs or he needs. That's a friend. A good friend will be persistent in helping their friend no matter what somebody says about them. Do you have somebody like that in your life? You need to ask yourself, do you have somebody like that in your life? That when things, when things are just down to nothing, you don't have it, you love somebody, they need it, but you know somebody who has it, what would you do? Would you keep knocking or would you just say, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, I, I just, she doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. They won't let me in. In my lifetime, there's been some good people in my life. There were some dark hours have been in my life. They've been there. Lord, amen. They've been there. Amen. Yeah, see, and they don't even, they're not even church members, but they've been there. Yes. Sister Gwen and I can tell you that we've had some church members that's been, been there for us. Yes. But they're not just church members, they're our friends. Amen. You see? Y'all understand that? You're getting this message, right? Yes, sir. So quit talking about I got friends. Really? Call them at midnight. That's right. If you can't call them at midnight, they ain't a friend. That's right. You see? All right. Again, he says in verse 8, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. He's going to keep on keeping on. I'm not going to leave until you get me what I need for my friend. See, you have somebody like that. You see? And some people think it's their spouse. But you could be the spouse and somebody else is in the hospital. Right. And you need somebody there to help you. Yes. We've been there. Mm -hmm. Some of the others have been there. Mm -hmm. You see? Do you have that? It's time for the church to grow up yes. and start being like Jesus. Quit him. Wait a minute. How many Christians in here? Mm. Amen. Amen. You Christian? 
Amen. Then everybody's brother and sister in Christ in here. That's right. Amen. You see? So it doesn't matter what condition their condition's in. You're a Christian? Then that's your sister. That's your brother. You see? You're responsible for them. You see? I, I love that when these young youngsters, they got up here and make me proud. Professor. That's a professor right there. So got a law firm right there, her own. You see? Another one back there is going to come up sneaking in the back because I was going to ask her to say something, but I'm going to have her come up anyway. <laughs> and Dion is one of my favorite people. And Dion said, well, Pastor, because she just said, I just got shorts. That, that was on her, not us. You my friend. Get what I'm talking about? Quit trying to pick and choose people. Crazy. You see? You understand? One time I went to a, a church to speak with a good friend of mine, and I made, you know, churches, brothers and sisters in Christ, and everybody ought to be together. And, you know, and I'm always early, you see. And so I'm sitting, sitting at the front because, you know, I'm the main speaker. And this, this lady came up here and, and looked at me and said, you can't sit there. This is for the, uh, the missionaries, yeah. This is for the missionaries. You know, black folks got missionaries that ain't went nowhere out of town. But anyway, but anyway, this is for the missionaries. And I said, well, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm, I'm sorry. I got, yeah, I think she's going to jump on me by sitting in her seat. And I'm saying, I'm sorry. She didn't come late, you know. And when they announced me, you could have bought her for a penny. Right. You see? You're the church's friend. It doesn't matter where you sit. That's right. Because we're brothers and sisters. That's right. We're all equal in here. Yes. Titles ain't about nothing. It's about who you are. Yes. You understand that? Yes. All right. In verse 9, he says, And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Now, here's what the problem is. Sister Loretta, she's back there, used to say something. I never forgot it. If you don't ask for what you want, people will think you got what you need. That's right. That's right. You got to ask. See, I'm past all that. You know, I'm living good now because I figured it out. I'm asked, I, I call God out. Don't y'all try to do it because you you, you're not where I'm at, okay? The Bible says Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's what Jesus said. And he said, but I come to give you life and life more abundant. I call him out. Said, now, Jesus, I'm going on your word. I want to live a life and life more abundant. That's right. Because you said I could do that. That's right. And he gave it to me. This is one. He can't, he, 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 there's two things he can't do is fail and lie. That's right. Try it. Just try it. All right. Then he says, seek and you shall find. You got to do something. Folks, you got to do something. You can't just sit in the pews. You got to do something. You want a job? Go look for one. Huh? That's right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. You got to seek it. If you seek it, if you need some information, you need knowledge, seek it because somebody got the answer. That's right. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? Amen. And I'm a knowledge seeker. 
I love to read books and I love to, to hear what other people have to say because I need that knowledge. So if you're seeking knowledge, you got to get some books. Mm -hmm. You got to talk to some people. Yes. You see? That's how people get jobs. Somebody has got the answer. Mm -hmm. right. All right? Amen. And then he says, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. You got to knock. It'll be opened unto you. You got to be, thank you. You got to be an opportunist, people. You got to be an opportunist. Knock. The biggest lie, everybody look at me. I don't want to hear about, they ain't going to hire me because I'm gay. They ain't going to hire me because I'm black. They ain't gonna hire me because I'm white. They ain't not, there's so many different groups of people now, I can't name all these. They ain't gonna hire me this or that. You a child of God? Who makes the call? You're knocking? You're seeking? You're his child? Then what's the problem? You see? Okay. Because he says in verse 10, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. That's what I want to hear. If you ask what the right, you're going to get it. And he that seeketh, findeth. He that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. All right. So if those doors of opportunity haven't opened in your life, it's because you ain't been knocking on them. That's on you, that ain't on him. Do you understand what I'm saying? The young lady sitting here, Selena, could have went to Florida State, right? Florida, right? That's the University of Florida State in Florida. How did she get to Park? Mm. Who could be go to Florida State in Florida and come to Park College at Park Hill? She was seeking something, and she found a pastor. She'll tell you, she found Christ, found a pastor, and found a pops. He'll send you from Florida to park, but he'll, you'll get what you want. You seek it, he'll get you there. Right. Are y'all with me? Amen. Say amen. You with me? Amen. Just so we understand, we'll read it from the Passion to make it simple, because this is easy. So he says, it is with your prayers. Ask, and you'll receive. It's with your prayers. You got to pray right, ask, and you receive. And sometimes... Knows a good thing. Sometimes no. He'll answer you. Pastor, I've been praying and the Lord, yeah, he answered you. No. Right. That's right. And then that one that, wait. Okay. All right, come on. I'm serious about this message while I'm down here. Because I'm, he I'm hearing too many bad things about church members outside. That's why people don't come to church. Because people in the church. That's just a fact. But not here. You see? You know that some churches, you women can't walk up here. Y'all do know that, right? And they tell you, I don't know, this looks like wood and carpet to me, but anyway, you can't come up here. Who made that rule? We're not going to have that in here. We don't do that. We're all together. The only difference between you and I, have, I have an anointing to teach. We're going to respect each other, love each other, and be Christians up in here. Amen. You see? Amen. Got it? 
I hate if you guys come for a first message. <laughs> All right, come on. Again, Jesus says, ask and Isaac had Dion to be have her way coming this way. All right, get, go ahead. Again, Jesus says, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will one day open for you. Do something with your life. Do something. Do something. Who told you that you can't do that? Keep knocking. Keep moving. Keep seeking. She's got to come all the way down. Keep seeking. All right? You understand what I'm saying? Y'all with me? He says every persistent person will receive what he asks. Every who? Persistent. Every who? Persistent. Every who? So why did you quit the first time you asked? Why did you quit? What, who made you quit? Because you listened to somebody that got in your ear and told you who they thought you were and you bit on it. Period. We don't do that in this church. I will, God put you here for a reason and a purpose and he's equipped you with the tools. It's up to you to use the tools he's equipped you with to glorify him. And the only way Satan can't take it from you, but you can lay down on it. All right. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. Every what? Persistent? Will what? Discover what he needs. And put she on there. And what? Discover what she needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. One day. Keep walking. Keep knocking. You're going to find an open door. Everything is timing. Yes, yes. It may not be your time right now, but you keep on knocking because your time is coming because the word says so. Do you understand what I'm saying? Give God a hand clap.